All right, day two of the NHL draft is beginning very soon, and the Boston Bruins will finally make some picks after being idle in round one on Wednesday night. We're going to talk about the upcoming picks, as well as the Milan Lucic reports here on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to beat. Today is Thursday, June 29th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day every single day. Free and available on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. The best deal around. Please do subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. For parts that fit, head to eBay Motors. Look for the green check. eBay guaranteed fit as well. It's only available to U.S. customers, but... Check it out today to get the right fit for your vehicle. All right, so let's start with the big news on Wednesday. This is going to be kind of a quick and dirty podcast today as the second round of the NHL draft starting later this morning. This is what we know about the Boston Bruins here just about 9 a.m. on Thursday morning. They had no picks in the first round, obviously. And I joked that they were playing Uno. There's a video on uh, Twitter this morning with the Bruins um, head scout just talking about what it was like sitting there doing nothing, if there were any surprises. And uh, you can see Ryan Nadeau's full comments there. Obviously, they would have liked to have made a pick. Apparently, they were trying to get into the first round that's according to boston hockey now uh bruins tried but couldn't move into the first round one nhl executive told boston hockey now they heard linus Ulmark and jeremy swayman were talked about but they're not trading swayman and they don't have much else to offer so that's kind of where the buck stopped in terms of getting into the first round Their first round pick, of course, was sent to Washington in the Dmitry Orlov, Garner Hathaway trade, and that was used by the Toronto Maple Leafs as a bit of a a reach pick, thankfully, mercifully, to uh, select Easton Cowan of the London Knights. Kind of an off-the-board pick, a bit of an homage to Don Sweeney there. Cohen was ranked 51st overall by NHL Central Scouting, 53rd by Bob McKenzie, 28 goals, 33 assists in 68 games for the London Knights. And uh, it was kind of hilarious because the Knights posted a highlight of Cowan scoring an empty net goal and uh, saying the Bruins were getting that dog. I mean, sorry, the Leafs were getting that dog. That pick went to the Maple Leafs by way of Washington. They had sent Rasmus Sundin 
to the Capitals in exchange for Gustafson and that first-round pick, Eric Gustafson, that is. The Bruins do not have a second-round pick. That is going to the Anaheim Ducks as part of last year's Hampus Lindholm trade. Anyways, all that aside, the big news on Wednesday was the reports coming out that Milan Lucic is coming home. And by home, I don't mean Vancouver, I mean Boston. Widely reported yesterday that Lucic and the Boston Bruins will come to an agreement on Saturday that he's going to re-sign with the team. First came from Rick Diwali out of Vancouver. Then Chris Johnston jumped on it, saying with Milan Lucic free to speak with teams ahead of free agency opening Saturday. Sure sounds like a reunion with the Boston Bruins is a strong possibility. Uh, Diwali saying later that it's going to happen. Now, why would Boston want to do this? Milan Lucic, obviously, far past his prime. And he, you know, arguably doesn't have much to offer in today's NHL, which is built on speed and skill. He's a hulking left winger, 35 years old. His prime days well behind him. He hasn't scored more than 10 goals since 2016-17. He's done that three times since, but last year with the Calgary Flames, 77 games, 7 goals, 12 assists for 19 points. He has been pretty durable over the last couple of years, only missing five games over the past two seasons. He did win gold for Team Canada at the World Championships back in May, and this is why they're doing it. Straight up. Their cap situation is such that at the moment, all they can do is bring up AHL graduates, entry-level contracts, or sign veterans to near or at minimum deals. That's why we're talking about Oliver ekman Larson after being bought out. There was some talk about Kevin Hayes if he was bought out. Lucic looks like it's going to happen. They have a void in the bottom six in terms of leadership and experience with Nick Foligno being moved out. There's some questions as to whether Bergeron and David Krejci will be back, so even more of a leadership void. You're bringing Lucic back because he's a familiar face. He can fill that leadership void and bring some beef to the bottom six. Also, it's the centennial season, and... This team's not going to be very, very good or as good at the very least. And hockey is a straight up business. They need to sell tickets. They need to get fans excited. Seeing Milan Lucic in one of those Centennial jerseys, I'm not going to lie. That gets me excited. Um, I've always been a Lucic fan. I really appreciate the way he has stayed in touch with his old teammates. In 2011, he, sorry, yeah, he was a huge contributor then, obviously. And on the Zoom call where they had that reunion, you could see how passionate he was about his time in Boston. So it's partly a, a marketing thing, partly filling a void in the bottom six. If they can bring him in near $1 million, 
I'm not getting too fussed over it. I saw a lot of people say, well, he's blocking that youth movement. I mean, they don't have a ton of youth, and you can't have a bottom six made up all of AHL graduates. So throw them on the fourth line. Bring some youth in every once in a while. He doesn't have to play every night. I don't see what the harm in it. They're not going to be as good. It's not going to make or break their season to have Milan Lucic in the lineup. And fans are going to love it. Let's be honest. The first night he gets in there, raucous ovation, levels somebody, drops the gloves. It's going to be pretty fun to see. All right, let's talk about the picks that are on deck here after the break. But first, a quick word about Athletic Greens. AG1 is a partner that we've had for quite a while here on the Locked On Podcast Network, and for good reason. They have an extremely effective product that, uh, that we believe in, and the number one thing that they have to offer is their AG1. Now, AG1 is a foundational nutritional supplement that delivers comprehensive nutrients to support whole body health. It replaces your multivitamin, probiotic, and more in one simple drinkable habit. Science-driven formulation of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food source nutrients. They're raising the standard for quality in the supplement category, and they help you build your health foundation first. All great athletes have one thing in common. They take care of their bodies. A lot of them drink AG1. Again, it's a comprehensive solution. And that's what you need for your supplement routine. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to drinkag1.com slash NHL network. And that's it. Get a free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase and a one-year supply of vitamin D by going to drinkag1.com slash NHL network. Check it out today and um, reap the benefits. All right. Thank you so much once again for making Locked On Bruins part of your day every single day. Every day is tomorrow on the podcast. You can get a full recap of who the Bruins selected and a preview of what's to come here in free agency. Speaking of selections, the Bruins, again, No first-round pick. That was made by the Toronto Maple Leafs via Washington. 28th overall, Easton Cowan. Their second-round pick, which would be 60th overall, went to the Anaheim Ducks as part of the Hampus Lindholm trade last season. The Ducks, coincidentally, have picks 59. That's from Colorado. And pick 60. So they'll be picking back-to-back. They also have the 65th overall pick, so they'll be quite busy here uh, early on on day two of the NHL draft. Scrolling down, the Bruins don't pick until 92nd overall, and your guess is as good as mine as to what kind of player they'll be able to get at that point and what they're going to be looking for. I know myself, the Bruins last year picked... Matt Poitra from the Guelph Storm. I was extremely excited about that. I would love for them to dip back into that pool 
And uh, Cameron Allen is an all-around defenseman for the Guelph Storm who was pretty highly rated coming into last season. He was a captain at the under-18 Men's World Championship. Canada won a bronze there. He had four points, averaged 20 minutes a game. Last year for Guelph, he kind of underwhelmed only 25 points in 62 games after hitting 37 as a rookie. Uh, He was the 2022 OHL Rookie of the Year that season. His production dropped off, but it was an up-and-down season for the Storm. Should be taken in the second round, but if he's available, I would love to see the Bruins take him. I'm not going to lie. I'm not a huge NHL prospect guy, especially in the third round. It's like the likelihood of a guy making it to the NHL from that position, not high. But the Bruins have had some steals in the third round in the past, most notably, of course, Brad Marchand. Now they do have a fourth round pick that will be 124th overall. Fifth round pick is gone. That was traded away uh, to the Minnesota Wild as part of the Orlov Hathaway trade as Minnesota helped retain some money on that deal. So they got Boston's fifth round pick out of it. So no fifth round pick. Then the Bruins will pick in the sixth round, 188th overall. Then they have two picks in the seventh round, 214th. That was from L.A. They traded last year. They traded L.A. their seventh-round pick for L.A.'s 2023 seventh-round pick. And then 220th overall is when they will make their last selection. So that's what's on deck. Perhaps there will be some trades happening. Today there was, I think, nothing going on in the first round of the NHL draft last night. Uh, a couple surprises. Connor Bedard obviously going first. No surprise there. The uh, Anaheim Ducks surprised a little bit by taking Leo Carlson second overall, allowing Adam Fantilli to drop to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, the Canadians had a chance to pick Michkov out of Russia. Thankfully, they did not. He went all the way to seventh to the Philadelphia Flyers. So that's the situation. That's the lay of the land for the Boston Bruins. Do they go for a forward? Do they go for a defenseman? Probably not a goalie. They're pretty well set in the system there. Very interested to see who they pick. And uh, again, 92nd overall, 124th overall. 188th overall, 214th, and 220th is where they will make their selections here on Thursday. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk about Don Sweeney. What is on deck for him? Very busy next couple of days for him and kind of high pressure. And we'll talk about that here after the break. All right, Don Sweeney, my suggestion, recommendation is to let the man cook. There's a lot of people who seem to be upset about 
his lack of movement to this point, the fact that the trade deadline acquisitions appear set to head to free agency. There's some question as to whether Tyler Bertuzzi is going to be re-signed. Look, from my perspective, Don Sweeney, who did not win the GM of the year award, that went to Jim Neal of the Dallas Stars. But for my money, he assembled the best regular season team ever last season. It's not his fault that the players coughed it up in the playoffs and couldn't get past Florida in the first round. He built a team that should have won. You can argue Jim Montgomery made some questionable coaching decisions, and that could be on Sweeney for going with a first-year head coach in that situation and not bringing Bruce Cassidy back, who went on to win with Vegas. But still, the best regular season team of all time should have at least gotten out of the first round. They went all the way in and more. They went to the cap and beyond, making use of LTIR. That's why Bertuzzi was on the team to begin with. They didn't win, and now it's time to clean up the mess of going all in and then some. And it's not an easy task. You have Pasternak's contract extension hitting the books. Between him and Charlie McAvoy, that's like 25% of the cap. You have $4.5 million in dead cap space going to those bonus overages. That's like $25 million right there between two players and dead cap space. Now, I always say you look at the roster on opening night, the night of the trade deadline, and game one of the playoffs to evaluate what any team might achieve. So I personally am willing to wait to see what Don Sweeney has cooking. It's a bit perplexing that he hasn't made any moves off the blue line. There's been talk of Matt Grizzlick being traded. There's been talk of buyouts from Mike Riley, Derek Forbort. I don't understand why any of that has not happened yet, unless there's some sort of mandate from above saying don't buy out players. Perhaps they don't want any more dead money because of those bonus overages. Um, Mike Riley should have been bought out at the very least. Perhaps there's a Matt Grizzlick or Derek Forbort trade in the works, which would be nice. You need to clear some space off the blue line. They've already traded Taylor Hall. He was sacrificed to the salary cap gods. But it's not as simple as saying Taylor Hall was traded. Now let's re-sign Tyler Bertuzzi. You have that $6 million in extra cap space, but they still have nine roster spots to fill with only about $11 million. And you still have to sign Jeremy Swayman and Trent Frederick, who could take up most of that cap space there. You need to leave a bit of room in the event that Bergeron and perhaps Krejci come back. You want to perhaps get Garnet Hathaway in the mix as well. You have to fill up the roster. Nine more players that need to be added to the roster with $11 million to work with. There needs to be more subtracting before that can happen. Ideally, again, one of Forbort, Riley, Grizzlick moved out to make room, and then we can see what happens. But 
Again, free agency doesn't start until Saturday. So there's still time. The buyout window closes tomorrow. Maybe they were seeing if they could get into the draft first and then making some moves, buyouts by uh, tomorrow. But again, I'm willing to have some patience to see what Don Sweeney has up his sleeve, whether by way of shedding some cap space, a bigger trade, whatever. He deserves some benefit of the doubt. I know a lot of people aren't Sweeney fans, and there's good reason not to be fully on board. Their drafting, to be frank, has been not great, although that has rebounded in the past few years. Um, But again, you can't fault him for going all in. If they had won the cup, obviously this situation would be a lot more palpable and um, we wouldn't be whining as much on Twitter. But they fell short and now they have to deal with the consequences of not winning and their cap situation. But I think he's proven to be pretty shrewd on the trade market. Um, And uh, we'll see what he has up his sleeve here today and into free agency. All right, so that's it. A bit of a, a quick and dirty one today. A lot of balls in the air as I juggle here on YouTube. Um, several picks to be made today. Lucic reportedly coming back. I know a lot of people weren't fans of that, but I'm here for the entertainment. Again, hockey. It's fun. Lucic. That would be entertaining. Who cares? It's not going to shorten our lives if Milan Lucic is a Boston Bruin. I'm okay with it. There were rumors yesterday that Linus Allmark could be in play with the Pittsburgh Penguins, who pulled off a deal for former Bruin Riley Smith yesterday. By the time you listen to this, so much may have changed, so let's just stop there and see what happens. What we know so far, Lucic likely signing. Bruins have some picks to make today, and I'm willing to let Don cook. All right, that's it, friends. Hope you're having a great week. Please do take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll be back here to discuss day two of the NHL draft on the next episode of Locked On Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.